everybody and welcome to the PR podcast give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym my name is Joseph I'm here with my two amazing hosts Annabelle hey and Morgan what's up and happy Thanksgiving everybody it is officially here it feels like Thanksgiving literally was like two like two months ago I trained for this all year <laughs> for this unlimited eating. I trained to get fat <laughs> trained to splurge yeah <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have planned for today um so actually uh we're gonna go to my uncle's house in um al monte and celebrate just with the family there el so monte. like potluck you're going to the grass <laughs> that's a swag joke <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> You don't speak Spanish, do you? <laughs> no. You're a fake Puerto Rican. I'm a, I'm a fake Hispanic overall. I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican. I speak zero Spanish. But it's not my fault. My parents, they never taught me, my brother, and my sister growing up. They used it as like a code language whenever they would like talk to each other. And so we, we never learned. So like my whole generation, like all my cousins, like none of us know Spanish. And so growing up in the, the IE. I was going to say Wu-Tang raised you. You know? Yeah. So... <laughs> So I had to go the other route. So I'm like really hood. Okay. So he speaks fluent Neponics. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, fortunate. So basically today I want to talk about what we eat for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm you're Puerto Rican. I mean, you're you're obviously don't speak Spanish, but what about foods? Yeah. Do you have any special foods from your culture that Yeah, so my uncle, he's like the Puerto Rican chef. Like he's the one who makes like a lot of the Puerto Rican dishes and my, my grandma does too. But like for big occasions like this, my uncle, he's the one that throws it down in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm always like, man, like he needs to open up his own dang restaurant. So if you're listening, uncle, get it going. But yeah, so he makes like Puerto Rican rice, Puerto Rican beans. And um, sometimes they'll make uh, arroz con which is pretty much like, um, like uh, chickpeas with like rice with this like blend of spices and stuff like that. It's just like their own like little blend of, of like rice it's amazing and then they make a um like a puerto rican eggnog called a uh, coquito where it has like uh, cinnamon and nutmeg and coconut milk and and obviously eggnog in it and rum and they mix yes. it all together and it's <laughs> so freaking good so that what you were describing right now is that rice you said it was like a mixture of rice then well not the drink but yeah the food no, yeah the food. yeah it's a food yeah it's a rice yeah do they make a lot? Like rice and chickpeas, and, right? Yeah, rice and chickpeas. And they put um the the spice or the um where they season it is called a sofrito. And so they, they make it by scratch and it's like cilantro and it's like um like green peppers and Damn, like hungry. It's it's so good. So they make yes, yeah, so they make like this their own like you know, like sauce pretty much and they pour it into the rice and you know, just let it cook there and let it let it marinate in the rice and because it it's so amazing. All right, man. Look, I'm I'm just That's gonna good. say right now, if if there's any leftovers, uh, bring us a plate, man. Dude, our our family is huge, so he makes such a big portion. I guarantee it's enough for both of you guys. Oh, Come on by next. You next heard time. it. You're gonna see a play here. <laughs> the, the Puerto Ricans get together, so more the merrier. Yeah, we get we, we get we get loud and we have a good time. Even better. Yeah. Nice. Are you gonna drink a coquito? I will. Yeah. But I have to take lactose pills. Okay. Well, <laughs> drink responsibly. Has a, has a lot of dairy, and your boy can't digest that very well. <laughs> what about you, Annabelle? Uh, we kind of go the traditional route. Um, a couple years ago, though, my uncle Freddie, shout out Uncle Freddie, he uh, introduced deep fried turkey, and game changer. Yeah. He's uh, with his family, with my cousins, my aunt in Yosemite this year, though, so we won't see them this year, but. Deep fried turkey is pretty amazing. I'm, I'm a fan of turkey, though. Like, I'll have turkey almost anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad cooks. He goes all in. My mom, too. Um, yeah, we just kind of do the, the traditional. I look the most forward to dessert, though. Pecan pie. That's my stuff. Pecan or pecan? Ooh. Both. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm trying to think on how I pronounce it. I know. I change it up. I, I think I, I think I said pecan. Pecan pie. Yeah, I think I because <laughs> we cultured more. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have some pecan pie? <laughs> 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 oh 
Okay. What, what accent? <laughs> what, what accent was that? Everybody, Morgan to took two shots today. Oh, <laughs> God. He did take two shots. So if you guys remember from previous episodes, Morgan is the, the lightweight that he used to have like a dropper for his shots. So yeah, he did two today, and we, me and Annie, only took one, which is hey, well, hey, we got that going again, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Officially, we could start taking shots because again. why? Why is this? Because none of us Be- because preps. the champ is here. The Who champ that? is here. That's you, man. Who that? What's that? Ooh, oh, you this? can hear it. You clank it. Clank, mm-hmm. clank, clank. Yeah. So, so you could finally drink a little bit. I could finally drink in... Um, in celebration. We took a shot in celebration of... Well, we're going to get into this later. Yeah, but. we'll get into it later. <laughs> that's a whole another hour by itself. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, what else were we saying? Your desserts? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just excited. I like all kinds of food. I mean, but pecan pies... Pecan. My go-to. That's my favorite yeah. dessert. So nice. good. I like yeah. um, the uh, banana cream pie with vanilla wafers. Oh shoot! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. How about you? What did what's so kind of cultural dishes? Yeah. Thanksgiving? So I'm I'm half Guatemalan, half Salvadorian, but Ooh. I kind of obviously my mom is Salvadorian and she's she's the one that cooks. So. Usually at family events, we usually eat more Salvadorian dishes. And that's honestly Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because of the food. Um, So we have this dish. It's called. Well, originally it's uh, pan con pollo. So bread, it's a bread with chicken. But for Thanksgiving, we do pan con pavo. Right. So it's uh, it's a French bread or a bolillo for, you know. Hispanics, <laughs> and they stuff it with uh, with turkey. But this turkey is not, you know how you usually go to, like, you try other turkey. It's kind of dry sometimes. It's not that great. But this one is so juicy and delicious. It's it's wet because they put the sauce all over it, like the juices on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So good. And then they put some type of slaw. Like, so they put some like, uh, like greens in there. They put some radishes in there. Um, some other stuff in there, but it's just so good. And then the tamales they make. So I know uh, they're a little bit. So Salvadorian tamales are a little bit different than Mexican tamales. They're both delicious. Only thing Salvadorian tamales they they wrap them with banana. Um, what's it called? Banana, banana leaves. leaves. Banana leaves. So, um, they're a little bit more like juicy as the well. Masa, yeah, right? the, it's like more yeah, moist. the texture is a little bit different cuz it's moist. It's like more oily, right? Yeah, 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 it's just so good. Um and it's probably the only time of year I get to eat that cuz I mean it's a lot of work for for the it's women. A labor of love. And they don't want to be doing that year round, you know. So it's probably the, the time I look forward to the most. So I'm really excited. I'm going to eat like two or three of those bolillos, those pan con po- um, pavo. Mm, that sounds that sounds amazing. It's it is, dude. It's it's so good. Like I'm getting hungry. Like you can hear it in my voice. Well, <laughs> as you're I'm, talking, I'm like visualizing it, and like my mouth is starting to water. Like it's so <laughs> good, man. Like I don't know. I'll, I'm, hopefully, and I'm there's sure enough. you hook it up, right? Like it's got some weight to it. Like yeah, you add, yeah. It's a big piece. It's like build, it's like build your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you build your own as much as you want in there. It's so good. Do you guys make the bread by hand as well? Um, I don't. Nah, they don't make them. They go buy them from... Like fresh from a bakery? Yeah, from a bakery. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. So good. And then desserts as well. I can't wait. I, what? I, um, what else? So they also have like... So for as far as drinks, they're like... I mean, they, what are they? what's it called? Ponche? They, ponche. I look okay. forward to the ponche as well. Oh, so it's basically yeah. like like a cocktail, I guess. Um, and it has like fruits, a bunch of fruits in there. So it's like a fruit juice. Apples, so it has, yeah, like all that stuff in there. It has a... Oh, what's that? Sugar cane in there. Like it has mm, sugar cane caña. in there. Gan, uh, what is caña? it? Caña. It's, it's so bomb. And then if you want, you can put some alcohol. You know, it's. It sounds like yeah. a jungle juice back when I was in high school. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's, it's really good. But every, it's cultured. Every person that partied in high school yeah. went, hey. Yeah. What is jungle juice? Anything fruity with anything alcohol. And whatever vodka you could buy. Yeah. The, the one that comes in the big plastic. The big um, pop off. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Just pour it out. Oh, gosh. My liver hurts. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously we always have like uh, flan, so that's that's good. And my favorite, it's not 
pecan pie. It's <laughs> it's pumpkin pie. I, I love pumpkin pie so long. Yeah. Are you yeah. like a, okay? Do you pumpkin. like the pie stuff, or are you like a crust kind of person? Like, or just you know, all together. All There's people the that like it's pie. All about the, crust. the crust. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I'm the that's, that's my favorite I'm, part I'm about that feeling. Uh, see, that would be a good like feeling. yeah. So you guys could like like split. like apple Dutch pie. Um, like, give me that feeling. Especially yeah. like warm it up and the, Ugh, the kind like of like a little s- thing of ice cream. Yeah. See, but see, I I feel like the the filling is like with it's a teaser, <laughs> and as you reach the crust, <laughs> that's that's when you that's your reward. Yeah. Yeah, you made it. It's, Here's your crust. It's <laughs> 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 getting out of control. <laughs> all right. You guys all should have gone into nutrition. <laughs> Now, so I got a question for you guys. Do you guys pace yourselves or do you guys just go all in? So I kind of have to pace myself because we go to um, we do Bree's family's house and then we'll do my family's house. So um, we should go to her family's house first and then we'll go to mine because that's like the late night one. That one goes on forever. And so we're going to her family first and her her mom makes amazing turkey and she'll make some in the oven and she'll make more in, in, like, in a pressure cooker. And so the pressure cooker one comes out super juicy and moist and she'll specifically make breasts for me in the pressure cooker because she knows like, I'm a, you know, I'm a little more fit and, okay. and, and I like that. Yeah, a little leaner. Yeah. And so uh, amazing. And then her, her mom's a baker as well. So she'll make a bunch of cookies and it just. Oh, I've yeah. seen the cookies. Yeah. Those she makes custom so cookies. Cool. Yeah. Mama Ray's and cookies. Then, Hit her up. So I've seen Brie hook up some mac and cheese before. Yeah. She, yeah. She makes homemade mac and cheese like, and she'll use like four different legit. cheeses and she'll bake it and oh she'll, yeah, she makes it all from scratch and it takes her like a long time to make it and it comes out amazing. Yeah, so you're like, it never makes it to the party. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gosh, so yeah. So I definitely have to pace myself at, at her family's house because I already know when I get to my family's house, there's enough food for like a hundred people and there's probably like 50 of us. Yeah. It's popping. And so I have to go over there and I have to splurge over there too. So I, I do have to kind of pace myself throughout the entire day. But as far as like, am I watching caloric intake? Hell no. 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 Calor- calories don't count because because I, I eat clean the days prior and the days after. So I purposely like set myself up to splurge on Thanksgiving so that I have no regrets and I, I just don't think about it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What about you? So, similar. So I, I eat intermittent fast almost every day and especially on Thanksgiving, but also like a couple days leading into Thanksgiving, like I'll just reduce my calories just a little bit. And then, um, for Thanksgiving, it changes every year. So this year we're doing Tim's side of the family a day before. So tomorrow we got a early Thanksgiving. So we're going to do Thanksgiving there. Um, I will not pace myself. I'll just, yeah. (laughs) And then um, Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, like we'll go to my side of the family, and I mean, it's it's all good. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready. I go. I mean, so okay. So I usually get my first plate. Wait, you know, we go rounds. So there's you go food. rounds. Yeah, we go rounds. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> rounds. <laughs> if it if that's what it takes. <laughs> do you set yourself up for success with like probiotics and digestive enzymes i don't know Mm-mm. i don't have like digestive I think, issues really? I think i'm gonna go that route just because there's gonna be a lot of food i don't normally eat and i know yeah, i'm gonna eat a lot of it a good idea so i think i'm gonna try to set myself yeah. up so it's part of the journey though no it, it's <laughs> like the <laughs> next morning you're like damn i went ham no, here's the thing if, if i do the probiotics <laughs> and digestive enzymes if, if it breaks down the food faster that means i can eat more Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look into that <laughs> whatever so what's, what's your approach um morgan so in the past i would go like all in like i would just destroy one plate and any alien. plate yet yeah, next bring bring it on bring it on it was like a, <laughs> you go round. like it was between me and my brother to see you know who could eat more kind of thing but nowadays honestly i just i can't do it I feel no. I feel kind of gross. Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't because before I would eat to the point where I couldn't breathe. You know, like I'm like, man, it's uncomfortable. Like, uh, but it, but the I food is that. so good. You're still like, 
like, oh, <laughs> and then you drink water and it just blows everything you can, up. Yeah, you yeah, can't drink anything because you're so full, but you want to taste that food because it's yep. so good. Yeah, and you know it doesn't happen. It only comes once a year, yeah. and you want to just like keep savoring that moment. So now, I, I, but now I don't. I don't do that. I'll have like one or two of the of the breads. I'm telling you guys. I'll try a little bit of dessert because uh, we usually do it at my aunt's house and she gets down with the desserts. That's like her specialty. Oh. So I have to I can't disappoint her. Obviously, you know, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good nephew. So yeah. I have to make sure her, she she feels loved. So I have to try all her food. And as far as so but I do kind of plan ahead. So like, for example, the past couple of days, I've been eating a little bit less just because I know I'm gonna go like the same as you. Like, I don't really care what whatever's in front of me, I'll eat it. But I also want that cushion so I don't yeah. gain so much. Yeah. Um, you don't want to go into Thanksgiving feeling like full or feeling like mm-hmm. bloaty or anything, full? you know, what, like what from that. that? Well, <laughs> but not only that, like whenever you <laughs> like purposely full. lower calories before Thanksgiving, you, you crave it more, too, because now you're at a caloric deficit. Your body is more hungry. And so you just kind of like look more forward to it because if yeah, you're eating you like appreciate it, yeah, because if you're eating like savory foods every single day that are high calorie, high fat, you don't appreciate it the same way. In my opinion, that's just me. You're right because right now when we're talking about what you guys are gonna eat, like my mouth is savoring. One hundred percent, I feel exactly yeah, the I same had way. like eggs for dinner, <laughs> like it was <laughs> very boring. So, uh, if you are somebody who has like fitness or health goals and you're kind of concerned about gaining weight for Thanksgiving or the holiday season, one, just know it's one day. So you can't gain a whole lot of body fat in one day. If you step on the scale the next morning and it's significantly higher, a lot of it's going to be the food you haven't digested and absorbed in past or water weight or a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll share a couple of strategies that might help you um, this isn't going to benefit you leading up since this is Thanksgiving now. Um, but some strategies that you can use for upcoming events or upcoming holidays like Christmas coming up um, or whatever you celebrate. So the first one is just to make sure you manage like your stress levels because the holiday season gets really stressful. So in order for you to be able to make decisions that are going to be um, more in tune with your goals and more mindful, you want to make sure that you're managing stress by making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're getting physical activity, like get exercise and just be mindful. Um, If you're trying to kind of watch what you eat, um, there's more than likely going to be hopefully some good options wherever you go to eat. So make sure you fill up on the stuff that's going to be most nutrient dense. So protein, lean protein. So take advantage of turkey, steak, ham, whatever your family has. And lots of vegetables. So vegetables are super fibrous, uh, nutrient-dense, not a whole lot of calories unless it's ground in butter and (laughs) and bacon, which then it's delicious, but you still get a little bit of fiber. Um, As far as desserts, um, enjoy the desserts if desserts is something that you like. Um, Don't just pick, like actually, like don't just pick at like all the desserts that, you know, you're like half interested in like for example if there's like a bowl of oreos or a bowl of candy something that you can have the entire rest of the year maybe save that and enjoy the stuff that was homemade or the stuff that you know that you like um make sure you stay hydrated so being really really well hydrated like several days before the morning of that's gonna one help you digest all the food that you eat you need to have water to help you digest all that um may help keep you full, especially if you use like a sparkling water, like a mineral water. Um, And if you're going to be having alcoholic beverages, make sure that you're hydrating as well. So switch off, go back and forth. Or one of my favorite drinks is um, vodka, like usually a top shelf vodka with some soda water and a squeeze of lime or lemon. And that's like such a tasty, like low calorie hydrating drink in my mind, (laughs) right? I just tell myself it's hydrating. Um, And then you can enjoy that. Um, If you're not sure that there's going to be healthy food, make sure you offer to bring a dish, like bring a veggie tray, bring a fruit tray. It can be something simple or you can offer to make like a lower calorie dessert. Um, Be mindful of the food that you're eating. So make sure you take your time, appreciate all the flavors, all the textures, all the colors. Um, 
it's probably likely that a lot of family members and friends took a lot of time to make these dishes. So taking the time to appreciate all the effort that was put in, like helps you kind of slow down and appreciate the day for kind of what it's worth. Um, and then finally, make sure you move. So days leading up, definitely try to get a little bit more activity, uh, like increase your training volume if you're lifting weights. Um, go for a post-dinner walk if weather permits and your neighborhood's fine for it. Um, and then the days after, take advantage of those extra calories. Like you can take advantage of the extra energy that you're going to have for your workouts. Um, if you are advanced and you're kind of like used to tracking calories, you can reduce your calories like a couple days leading up to the event or a couple days after. And you can also, like we mentioned, uh, use intermittent fasting if you're used to doing that. Don't try it for the first time on Thanksgiving. You may not have <laughs> the best experience with it if it's your first time, but yeah. Any any other tips or love that's, it that's it that was super thorough yeah that's perfect pretty much <laughs> pretty much hit everyone okay so now the moment we've all been waiting for so morgan dun, dun, what was the result dun, of the 2019 dun, 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 natural olympia men's physique you know what i'm gonna say this uh so before actually you know what i haven't i haven't talked about this off air so i'm gonna give my opinion of the Olympia of just men's physique. I don't, I don't really watch everything else, but, um, Ooh, cause you were there. Yeah, I was there. I was supporting Front row Mr. Joseph. Second year in a row. Ortiz. You're, the, you're there last year yes. too. And I greatly appreciate it. So honestly, man, the competition was stacked. I was, I was nervous because obviously last year when I was there, um, I'm not, I mean, obviously maybe I'm biased because you know, you're my friend, but, I thought last year he won it. Um, I thought it was clear, uh, but it didn't happen. So this year, I didn't know what to think. I was like, man, like I, I saw you. Obviously, I see you here every, when we record the podcast. I see you at the gym. I see your progress. Saw you live. And I saw the other competition as well. And there were some, a lot of guys that look good. They look great. And so when it comes to like, bodybuilding it's very subjective you don't know what the judges are going to be looking for on that day right um so for example this year there was a couple guys that i'm just going to talk about the end um there was it was the five top five they call yeah. out mm -hmm. top five so there was a difference in the physiques up there uh there was some that looked fuller but not as conditioned and shredded okay and then there was a people that looked shredded like diced and not as full so there was a contrast usually you want both but from my point of view it wasn't it was either or so joseph i thought he was like super conditioned but not as full as i knew he as i know he could have been now there were other guys who just looked fuller but not as conditioned so i didn't know which way they were going to go but as soon as they called some of the people i thought were 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 full out as like five and four, I was like, okay, they're looking, they're looking for, for a condition today. Okay. And the most conditioned guy up there is Joseph. So like, as soon as they started calling five and four, I was like, like, I got chills. I was yeah, like, Holy, I, got, I got my phone. I was recording. I'm like, the champ, here we go. the champ is here today Ooh. in the IE. Uh, so congra congratulations, man. Thank you. Yes. Mr. Thank you. Olympia men's physique. 2019 first place number one in the world how you feeling man I, I feel great i feel great you know i'm back to um a better you know caloric intakes my body's recovery now from from all that you know very deep depletion um it was a wild ride leading up to the olympia um as a lot of people know i flew out to guatemala um the week of my peak week so i flew out Thursday night and I was um oh I flew out for a wedding. I was the best I was um, a best man in my friend uh, Ray's wedding. Shout out to Ray. Shout out to Ray. And he, and he also went. So he flew yes, back he from Guatemala there. and then drove to Vegas to support me. Awesome, man. I love that guy. And so um I flew out Thursday night and I stayed on prep in Guatemala for the entire wedding. So super cool. So his wife actually requested that they make me just me personally grilled plain chicken breast with asparagus for the wedding, the actual wedding day. 
So she requested that from the from like the hotel that was catering. Super mm-hmm. cool. And so um I took about I took two pounds of cooked chicken out there. Obviously, I froze it, took it out there, took a bunch of egg whites, uh, a bunch of protein bars. I took a bunch of uh, you know whey protein, uh, the Isoflex by Omax. Shout out! And um, <laughs> and so I did everything I could to stay on track. Drink a lot of water. I um, luckily our hotel had a good gym, so I was able to work out um, out there as well. So I stayed on track, took my scale, weighed out my food, everything to a T on vacation in a different country. And it was tough, but I knew what was on the line. I'm like, I've been on prep for more than half of this year. I'm not going to about to screw up this last week. And yeah, <laughs> made it happen. So I fly back um, Sunday night and Monday comes along and I got a stomach bug. I'm guessing it was from like the water out there or something, you know, something made me sick. And so I caught a stomach bug and I couldn't hold anything down at all. And so it was horrible because I was getting dehydrated um, before I had to purposely dehydrate for the show, you know, start to manipulate water. And so I was trying not to stress about that in my head. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to control what I can and whatever happens, happens. I'm going to stick to the plan. I'm going to keep, you know, hitting my macros. I'm going to keep working out. And so Monday um, it was so bad. My stomach was so inflamed and swollen and I was cramping. It was horrible. My stomach was like out. My gut was just so swollen so as a week was going on, it slowly started to get better. And by Thursday was like the last day. And so Friday I woke up and I felt 100%. And I was, Ooh. so yeah, day before the show, a day before the show, I was able to hold food down. And, and at this point you were already in cutting, Vegas. Yeah, I was already in Vegas. So I, I drove out to Vegas on Wednesday a little bit early just to get out there and just kind of already be out there and not to worry about traveling, yeah. you know, any, any closer to show. So, um, yes, I drove out there Wednesday and, uh, and I was like terrified at the same time. And, but like I said, I was like, you know, I'm going to control what I can and just do my best. Whatever happens, happens. And so competition day comes, I feel amazing water depletion. I was super depleted, obviously from the stomach bug and from all, from water manipulation that I, that I do. And then, um, you know, start to carb up, but just like Morgan said, um, I knew conditioning was going to be the, the the goal to winning this Olympia. I knew who my competition was and I know what they bring to the table and they are so well conditioned. And I'm like, okay, I need to come in and bring a level of conditioning I've never brought before to this Olympia stage. And that's exactly what I did. And it was brutal. It was tough. I did things I've never done before. Um, as far as like, you know, how deep of a caloric deficit I was in on how much cardio I was doing, but paid off man it paid off you have to do what you have to do you know and man it's 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 surreal it's surreal to 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 think about this and just to know that you're the best in the world like just saying that sentence sounds cocky like it's but it's facts facts, (laughs) you know at the same exact time and it's like man if i was to tell my younger self like hey you're gonna be the best in the world one day (laughs) my younger self like shut up (laughs) <laughs> like yeah no way you know it's it's not gonna happen and to pull off the physique i did and um to do it naturally it's just it's, it's unbelievable it, it's tough but it's so humbling at the same exact time and it's amazing to know how far you can push the human body and and make it do the things that it does and so um yeah just like morgan was saying the competitors this olympia was top notch it was the best physiques i've ever seen on on one stage 24 athletes from around the world over 60 countries combined which is incredible mm-hmm. and um you have all these guys and everybody speaks different languages you know and there's like this language barrier but every, everybody at the end of the at the end of the day speaks bodybuilding you know there's like a mutual language universal language when it comes to bodybuilding which is insane you guys have all gone through the trenches and yeah and it's like no matter where you're from we all kind of follow the same process from country to country you know it, like our lead up our peak weeks are very very similar and so it's just kind of like hey who has a better game plan you know you have, you have to treat it like a sport and you know you kind of look at the playbook it's like all right who has a better playbook at, at, at the end of the day and so yeah, they're calling out the uh, the top five. I had no idea where I, I was placing. Like Morgan said, last year, man, in my head, I I won it last year. You know, I I thought I had it, and then t- pulling out second place was just still amazing. You know, grateful for second place win. 
Um, but this year I had no idea. I'm like, man, these guys look amazing. I have no idea where I stand here. So I, you know, I was going to go out and just get my best and whatever happens, happens. And so they call it the top five and they call me second to last. So <laughs> I had no idea they're even going to call my name. And so, um, they end up, um, calling it the top five. And so fifth place was like uh, Colin Congo. He's the, the gentleman that, um, took it, uh, last year. Uh, fourth place was Mike Safai. Um, 40 year old competitor, incredible physique. Um, he's like a black belt in jujitsu as well. And mm-hmm. super humble and nice guy, man. He looked great. Yeah. He looked phenomenal. Um, he won the master's division. Um, so he still walked away with a gold medal, just in a different category. Uh, third place was, uh, Justin Clare from Australia, uh, younger, um, 27. I believe he is, um, really, really, really nice kid. Great physique. And so second place was uh william long and he listens to the podcast uh, i respect the guy he's the only guy to ever win more than one olympia for men's physique so local yeah local yeah, yeah. so definitely you know a legend of the sport they call him the og for a reason he's uh the first men's physique olympia champion when they introduced it to the inba pnba and so knowing i was going up against him like that you know lit a fire underneath my ass i know what he's capable of and i know how he can look and so uh, they started naming off these guys and it was just me and him, you know, for first and second place. And yeah, like I had no idea what was going to happen. And so like second place, you know, number, number 300, William Long. And like my emotions, I don't know where to go. Like, I didn't know what just happened. Like, I, I, I'm not sure if I worded it or if I just whispered it in my head, I just go on the best in the world. I said it, you know, I'm not sure if I said it to myself or out loud. And I was just, it was just disbelief. It was such a surreal moment. And you kind of get lost. I kind of like had like an out of body, like experience moment. I was able to see myself from like a third person. And yeah, I just kind of just went with the, how I felt, you know, just in the, I walked on the podium and you know, they put the, the, the leaf crown on you and they put the metal around your neck. And I, you know, I kind of stared at it and I, and I gave it a kiss and yeah. And they play, you know, they play the national anthem for the, for the, for the country that was uh, victorious. And it's, it's just such an amazing moment. And it's something that I only dreamt about when I first started competing. Like I never thought I would make it to this moment. You know, I never saw competing like uh, on such a high level when I first began this sport, when I was 22 years old and <sighs> to know I, I took it this far is just, it's unbelievable. Like I, I can't even put it into words. It's, I'm just so, so grateful for the opportunity to be able to display my, my talents on such a prestigious stage in front of, you know, all my friends and family and people who support me. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So I, this medal has literally been with me every single day since the show I, I carry it around with me in my backpack and I guard that thing with my life. Like it literally hasn't left my sight since since the show. Nice. Yeah. It's great, man. That was a cool recap. <laughs> uh, there's more to it. It's just, you know. Well, we have, yeah. we have questions. Yeah, let's do so. it. Well, first of all, I just want to say again, congrats, man. Because a couple of podcasts ago, you were talking about how you would you were going through a depression because you were overweight. Yeah. You don't want to go out in public. You wouldn't socialize. And now you've done a complete 360. Is it 180? 180. 180. Oops. <laughs> you've done a complete 180. <laughs> he did and, all of that. <laughs> and now you're you're the champ. Yeah. You're yeah. the best in the world. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. To yeah, to, to think back where where I, where I came from. Um, for people who haven't watched it, um, he's he's referring to episode two, which is a uh, title motivation, where I go into um, I struggled growing up with uh, with weight and um, how I kind of dealt with uh, anxiety and, and stuff like that. So if you guys haven't watched, listened to that episode, uh, you know, feel free to check that out. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to know. Like I said, if I would have talked to my younger self, that version of me, and I and I would be like, "Hey, one day you're gonna be the best in the world," you know, I, I, I would be like, "Yeah, right." It's inspiring, man. And it just goes to show that no matter what you're going through currently, you can always change it around and and do something. Yeah, so grateful to um, Danny Keikos and the entire Keikos family and team and everybody that works with the IMBA, PMBA for putting together such an amazing organization. And um, it was cool, too, because I was able to, to um, get a photo shoot with Iron Man magazine. Um, so I did a photo shoot for them the next day after the show. 
and uh, Generation Iron, who um, are the same producers that made Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they're actually there doing a documentary on natural drug tested athletes. So they record it in the entire Olympia, and they're actually going to be making a a movie um, generation Generation Iron Four based on natural drug tested athletes based on this Olympia. So that's going to be in selected theaters in 2020. And at that, it's going to go be streamed on Netflix. So excited. They've been teasing about that for a while. Yeah. So, (laughs) man, so that's that's going to be something I can look back on the rest of my life. And hopefully they'll have some some flicks of me in there. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. This is off topic. Well, not really, but I was nerding out when I saw them because I know I know who the directors are and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I obviously follow Generation Iron. And I saw them with their camera gear. I was like, man, that's a nice camera. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Do you guys need an intern? <laughs> what kind of lens you guys got on there? Yeah. <laughs> I'll carry your equipment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Questions. You want to start off, Annabelle? Yeah. So I just want, it's going to be like super generic, but because um, you mentioned a couple of times the sport of bodybuilding mm-hmm. and some of our listeners might not know like what exactly all that entails. Um, so maybe if you can just say a couple of, so the sport of bodybuilding, what, what all do you have to consider? Um, and just a couple like things like, like how, how does one prep for it? Like how long is a typical prep? I mean, and I don't even know if like you can say typical because everyone's yeah, is be everyone's different. different. So I would say for the typical prep, though, you're, you're looking around 12 to 15 to 17 weeks, possibly. It obviously depends where your starting point is at. Uh, for people who are relatively already kind of lean, you could get away with a little bit more of a shorter prep. And then obviously people who carry a little more body fat will have to go into a, a little bit more of a longer, a longer prep. So they have a, um, a slower um, to set of calories so that they don't lose too much muscle. Okay. And so, so that's a prep. And then day of a show, um, what all, so, cause we talked about like what, how subjective, like the judging could be, I mean, and it's so crazy, like how many details are involved because you have not only your prep and your training, like in the gym, you're watching your nutrient intake, your calorie intake and manipulating water and all this, but mm-hmm. then there's shorts and tan and (laughs) this isn't even the women this is the men shorts and tan Mm -hmm. and hair and beard and um posing Mm -hmm. like so so, many things so So. much goes into it and everything needs to be perfect so um luckily they have um a tanning like company that's already there um at the venue so you just go through them so luckily that's already there and taken care of um tanning by sean john um yeah, but the shorts have to contrast good with the tan and your posing will make or break you because you can have the best physique ever in the world, but if you're if you don't know how to display it properly on stage, then it's pointless. And I see it countless times even with pros where they have phenomenal f- phenomenal physiques. They could, they look better than I do, but they don't display it as well as I can on the stage and they end up getting a lower placing because of that. So, you know, if you're a professional or even an amateur, make sure you take that time. Hire a posing coach if you need to and get your posing down. Um, yeah, like you said, too, like hair needs to be on point. My beard needs to be on point, And like everything just needs to be just dialed nail, like nail on the head. Yeah. Dialed so, and in. I just wanted to overview that because, I mean, that's just like we're laying the foundation. So now we can get into like our questions about your specific experience. But we're talking about like the sport of natural bodybuilding. Yeah. And I do. And I do men's physique. So there's three different men's category. You have men's physique. Well, three main categories because there's other like subcategories. Um, but yeah, men's physique, uh, classic physique, and then uh, bodybuilding. And so men's physique are the board shorts. Classic physique are the short shorts that still show off the legs. And then bodybuilding are like the more speedos. And the posing is different for all three categories, the way you display yourself. And, um, yeah, so basically my my um, my category is more based off aesthetics. It's more based off uh, more of a leaner, shredded look. And it's more kind of like, oh, like a beach body, but leaner than that. And, yeah, so. Okay. 
not 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 it's hard flexing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no no hard flexing. So I'm not allowed to do like a, you know, most muscular like, with the traps popping out. Like I, your yeah, veins and yeah stuff. it needs to be toned down. You need to be smiling the entire time. Okay. Or bodybuilding, you know, you just you're up there, you're yelling, ah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> That's, that's so funny when they're smiling all the time. Really? Yeah, because we're flexing like, so hard, you know. Yeah. And we have to make do you do it... teeth whitening too? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's part of it. Uh-huh. So yeah. I found out at this competition that some people actually put a uh, Vaseline on their teeth. That's a beauty pageant trick. Yeah, actually, I, I uh, actually, they... Miss Miss Olympia, is yeah, the one who gave She's, me that tip. Yep, yeah. I, I was right. Nicole, well, I was yeah. right next to you when yeah. she said it, and I was like, just well, put it on her mouth. I was like, are you putting Vaseline in your mouth? She's like, yeah, it's because you have to be smiling and you don't want your lips getting stuck. Because your mouth is so dry. Uh-huh. Yes. I was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I might have to pick that up. <laughs> yeah. I was so dehydrated because of that stomach bug plus my water depletion that I do already, like stacked on top of each other. Oh, man, I never had such bad dry mouth. Like not even mm-hmm. cotton mouth. Like it was just completely dry. Like my tongue was going numb because I had no saliva. Weird. Yikes. Yeah. Not bad. Um, so how long did you prep for? So I did two shows. So my first show um, that I did was a Team USA show. That was a 17-week prep. And then the Olympia was six weeks after. Okay. So do do the math on that. Help me out. 22? 22. I oh, know. 17? 23? <laughs> I, I don't think, know. I, I think it's 23. Somebody's yelling 23. it out right now listening to this podcast. <laughs> like, it's 23. <laughs> Jordan. 23-week <laughs> hey. prep. Yeah, wow. so I so I did um the seventeen week prep. I won that show. Uh, I won the I won the Team USA show, and then I took a week off. Um, so it's actually five weeks additional total. So okay, yeah, so a, a long time. Okay, so for your prep, uh, what was the biggest challenge? Um, mental. Yeah, the mental challenge is always harder than the physical. Um, just knowing you have to stay on prep and you have a limited amount of cheat days. Even your cheat days aren't even cheat days. They're just high calorie days. So you set to eat clean. It's just larger volume. And so it's just a, a, such a long time, you know, knowing like, Oh damn, 17 weeks out, man, I'm still 10 weeks out, man, I'm still eight weeks out left. And you're doing cardio and you're working now, your meals are on, you know, um, just, just on point. And it, it gets, you know, kind of repetitive with, with everything. And it kind of gets to the point where you're just kind of like, like you kind of just start to like zone out, get days from doing the same thing over and over and over again. But it's nice because you know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And so for me, I always kind of focus on that and Bree's a great supporter. She's always the one telling me like, you're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. And it definitely helps out. Yeah. So if you're not mentally ready to do the, to do a show, then don't even attempt it because you're going to end up dropping out halfway. Am I still going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so I got to watch from home. Like, uh, thankfully, it was live stream. So mm-hmm. I got to watch um, celebrating my dad's birthday. So we're here. Wish we could have been there. But um, what I really appreciate about all of your follow-up posts and all of your shout-outs and everything were to Bree, Grayson, your family, all your friends, all your I mean, gym buddies, like Mm -hmm. all your supporters, um, how big or small of a role does that play? Like, I mean, everybody who like helps you, you know, it's a, it's a individual sport, quote unquote, but there's life still happens. Like, and you mentioned the wedding. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you still have a team. Um, for any individual sport, you always have a team, whether it's boxing, you know, as an individual sport, we have a team behind you and, and um, you need to have a tight knit team. You need to have a team that supports you. That's not full of yes men either. You know, you need to have a team that's being real with you because this is a very subjective sport and you get judged on a lot of different factors. And so you need to make sure your team knows what to look for. And they know what to tell you like, Hey, you got to fix this shit. Like, you know, this is messed up. Go fix it. You know, this, this week, this is a weak area, you know, start training this area, part of your body more. Hey, you're posing right here. looks kind of weird. You know, let's, let's change it up. And, that that's the only way you can improve. And so luckily I had, um, my, my client, Anthony, um, he, he competed. And even after he was done with his show, he worked out with me almost every single night and he gets off of work early and he still would meet me at the gym late at night and sacrifice his sacrifice, his sleep to work out with me so that I can have better workouts. 
you know, full-time college student too, right? Full-time college student. And he has a, um, a full-time job. And so he would sacrifice his own sleep to, to work out with me every single night and, and do cardio with me. And he wasn't on prep no more, you know? And so shout out to him for, you know, being with me every single day of that prep, because even when I was going through hell with that stomach bug, he was there like, Hey man, we got to finish. We got to finish. And yeah. And he would be with me every single posing session too. And he would be the guy who kind of like would kind of be the outside eyes looking in, see things that I couldn't see and to help me like fix my posing. So, um, a tight knit, a tight knit team is a uh, very crucial when it comes to, um, uh, especially like a high level show, like, like the one I had. And so obviously I have my prep coach as well, Daniel Ziegler, um, you know, same thing outside eyes looking in, he's a, he's a veteran in the sport. He's won the Olympia himself and he's been competing for a long time. And so, um, you know, I'm constantly sending him pictures and videos and same thing. He's like, all right, you know, let's change up your macros a little bit or, you know, same thing. Let's fix this on posing. And then, uh, of course, Brie, you know, she's my number one supporter. She's definitely more of a, of a, of a yes, <laughs> yes girl. Um, you know, cause she sees me and she, you look amazing. <laughs> and, but you, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was about <laughs> to say it. that. Like, you need that too. Sometimes, you know, you need that one person that's always going to be supportive and positive. And so she's definitely, and gas um, you up. Yes, yeah. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you, you definitely need that as well. It's all about balance. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's people I see at the gym all the time that are, you know, always supporting me and, hey, man, you look great. Keep it up, you know, keep going. You know, um, even though people are like, oh, I know you hear this all the time. You know, I, I get that, you know, I knew this all the time, but you look great. But you know what? Every time I hear it, you know, it, it helps, you know, and I hear. Yeah, I do hear it a lot, but it, every single time I hear it, it's always refreshing to hear, you know, so shout out to all the people who, you know, help me out along the entire way. And that's why I give so much, you know, um, thanks to the people who, who've helped me out because, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm almost 13 years old and, you know, I wouldn't be where I was at today if it wasn't for that type of like positive reinforcement throughout the entire journey. Yeah. Go ahead. You got to ask. No, now. go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your questions. Um, ask okay. <laughs> I know they're kind of out of order. So let me try to find, okay. Um, so, when you were on stage, did you know that you were going to win? Like at any no, point, did you have not a, this one? Okay. No, not at all. I mean, you kind of touched on yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah, no, no idea. These competitors this year, they, they brought it, man. They, they looked amazing. There's a reason why this is the Olympia and why this is the pinnacle of, of natural sports. And <laughs> this year really, really proved it, which makes it that much sweeter, though, because I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't think if I didn't make top five, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's how good these competitors looked like. Easily, there's about eight people that probably could have won this Olympia. And that's how damn close it was. So I had no idea. So to be able to to um, be victorious over a, a stacked competition like this one was, it, it just makes it that much sweeter. Yeah. and uh, But at the same time, it's like, I worked damn hard for this and I'm, and I'm happy that I won. I know I deserved and earned it. Nice. Um, so what in your words or in your terms, like would success mean to you? Like, uh, f for the show, for yeah. your entire prep, uh, well, your two shows. Yeah. So, um, success for, for like competing overall. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, sp I think, I, I think I spoke on this or I, I know I've talked to people about this where people are asking me like, Oh, like what's the ultimate goal? And I go, my ultimate goal is to have my name engraved in stone. Like I want my name out there for history to be somewhere where it'll always be seen. And so when people were telling me last year, like, Oh, you won second place in the world. That's amazing. And I go, yeah, but nobody ever 10 years from now, no one's gonna be like, Oh, I wonder who took second place in 2018. Like no one's going to do that. Nobody cares about second place. And for me, I'm like, I want my, my name to be somewhere like, yeah, the, the money and the, the metal, this stuff is cool, but I wanted my name to be somewhere engraved for the rest of, for the rest of time as one of the greats in the sport. And so by winning this show, my name's there now but there's still more that needs to be done. There's still more that I could do. So for men's physique in the Olympia, there's never been a back-to-back -back champion two consecutive years in a row. And so why not chase that now? So if I do that, then that'll be history made and, you know, put my name out there even more. And, you know, I did an interview with Iron Man magazine. And I told him straight up, I go, you know, they have banners of all the champions. I go, my, I go, I want a banner. And this is before I won. I told him that I go, I'm going to be on one of these banners one day. And the next day I end up winning the Olympia. 
Yeah. So that kind of goes into one of my other questions. What's next? Yeah. So, so that's <laughs> yeah. So off season now, um, everything's still being tracked um, slowly into my reverse diet, which I think could be a whole nother episode on, on how to yeah. reverse diet as, as a competitor. Um, so I'm starting my reverse diet and so slowly bringing my calories back up. And so now it's growing season, you know, um, I, even though I came in better condition, I still outsize a lot of people. I'm a big guy, you know, off season, I walk around 225 on stage. I'm around like 190 and I'm six, three. So I definitely outsize a lot of guys. So I know the competition they, you know, I, I won. And so I know they need to, they're going to bring a lot more size next year, a lot more muscularity. So I need to make sure that I keep up with them. So, um, keep up with this off season and keep tracking and just keep working hard. And then, um, next year come in even better condition with more muscle and, and keep this because, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, if you think you're going to be able to take this away from me, you're a damn fool. It's not going to happen. Like I'm going to win two years consecutive and that's all there is to it. So if you're listening to this, and you're a competitor, you might just want to save your money next year and just watch. Oof. Oof, damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right. I mean, that's like a mic drop moment, but that's we still got more drop, questions. But I got so. more questions for you. <laughs> so I want to, I have some questions for you, Mr. Joseph Ortiz. These are good ones. <clears throat> so I like to attack uh, what goes on in the head. Mm. So for you, my question is, when you're not in competition versus when you are, does your focus or your mindset change? Yes and no. Um, I'm still always tunnel vision on what the goal is. Like last year uh, when I went off season, I was completely tunnel vision on this Olympia. Um, so even the off season, it flew by because I was so eager to get back on stage. And yeah, so when I'm in the gym and when I'm prepping my meals, like it's all, everything's planned. Um, there, there's nothing that goes unplanned. And uh, obviously I have more freedom though. You know, I plan out, um, you know, the cheat days and I'm able to eat, you know, more savory and, you know, juicy food stuff that I wouldn't eat typically on prep. So and <laughs> and drink yeah. alcohol. Yes, sir. Get some whiskey in me. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely uh, I'm a lot more looser with the way my my cheat meals go. And that makes Brie very happy because we got pizza and burgers and yes. ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but the goal itself stays the same, you know, I'll, and everything's planned. Like, I'm never going to just be like, oh, man, I want ice cream today and just go eat it and have it on plan. Like every like this Sunday, we're, we're going to go have lunch. We're going to have some burgers and we're going to have some dessert after. But it's all planned. And I'm planning for this Sunday to go do that. So, um, yeah. So little more freedom but at the same time everything still you know is on an agenda for a certain for a goal at the end i just want to highlight i mean this was a question about his mindset and the entire like so you're mindful the entire time like yeah. you said everything's like even if you're gonna go enjoy burgers and ice cream it's all with a purpose and mm -hmm. you're enjoying it because yeah. you're enjoying it you're not just you know yeah it's planned so well yeah so when i'm eating on sunday there's no regrets so yeah, yeah I'm, you I'm, got I'm an indulging. outfit planned out. <laughs> oh, we gonna go here. Nah, workout clothes all the time. Okay, well, you know it's stretchy, so still meditated, premeditated. Okay, so since you brought up Brie, um, do you feel that when you're in competition mode, does it consume you? Do you feel it affects your relationships with your with your loved ones or with your friends? Uh yeah. Um, competition is a very selfish sport. Um, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Um, and so, you know, it, it does take time away from me and her. Um, obviously the more I've been doing it, the easier it's been getting. Like when I first competed, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was completely consumed. I had no idea how to even enjoy time with friends and family. And so I would purposely like avoid like, you know, family functions and any type of like, um, anything that, involved food outside of my prep, you know, like restaurants, parties, anything like that. Where nowadays I could do all that stuff. You know, obviously I went to Guatemala and you went to a different country, <laughs> yeah, I went to a different country. And so, so nowadays I'm a lot better. I'm a lot smarter with how I do this type of stuff. So, and, and again, it's all pre-planned, you know, when I'm on prep, you know, birthday parties and stuff don't pop out of, out of the blue. And so, um, I, I know how to prep well now and prepare better for, for function. So I, I don't miss out on, on anything no more, which is, which is great. Um, yeah, but, you know, my workouts are longer, you know, so I get home super late when I'm on prep, you know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, almost daily because, you know, I work I work a job, I, you know, I work 10 hour days normally and, you know, I still have online clients I, I train and in-person clients I train. So I, I have a very, very busy schedule. So, um, 
some of that time doesn't need to be be taken away to go into this prep. But again, it is, you know, it is temporary and it is short term and it is for a bigger goal. And, um, you know, when she first started dating me, she knew, you know, what my lifestyle was kind of like, and she kind of, you know, knew what kind of she was getting herself into in a sense. Um, so, but yeah, she's very supportive and, you know, I give her all the damn praise for, you know, just, man, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be the successful hands and down. Easy. First, first, year half a year we yeah. had a baby yeah 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 we had grace in april and you know doing these competitions made it that more special though at the same time because knowing i had him and you know he's gonna look back on this and be like you did all this you know the first year yeah. i was born just a few months old and you know for all the people that use kids as, as an excuse you know yeah hey you know i'm, I'm a busy guy so you flip your metal backwards when you're changing diapers <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> <Is that> what? <laughs> well you know i love that you brought that up so people ask me like what's the first thing you did when you got home and i go i washed bottles <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the first thing i did when i got home and it brought me they're you like know, I was pop, on, pop bottles no 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 yeah, washed, washed bottles. bottles yeah i was on cloud nine and it brought me down to earth really really quick yeah. <laughs> washing bottles will humble Dad, you i'm hungry <laughs> yeah so that's the first thing i did when i got home i washed bottles and um <laughs> yeah that, that'll uh you know bring you back down to normal level yeah that's good you need that yeah <laughs> okay so Another question I have for you is, so when you're competing, do you look at your competition? Do you see what they're doing? Do you even care? How do you go about it? Yeah, I see them because of social media. It's kind of hard to avoid it. Uh, do I care? No, not at all, actually. Um, seeing competition, seeing them put shirtless pictures up and their progress, it doesn't bother me one bit. It, it honestly never has. I think that's just the competitor in me. Um, I'm very confident in what I do and what I, what, and the way I could perform. And so, you know, my mindset, I'm the best in the world. That's, that's how I see it. No one, no one's going to outperform me. Uh, the thing that bothers me or not bothers, and that's a horrible word. The thing that motivates me because this is more of a motivation factor is the person I can't see the person that I don't follow the competitor that I don't know is out there. That's what motivates me because there's, I guarantee you there's a person out there who doesn't compete and is natural and looks 10 times better than I do. And he's going to come out one, one day he's going to find out about these, this organization and he's going to come and kick everybody's ass. And that's, that's what I think about all the time because in 2016, I was that guy. I came out of the blue after training for 13 years and everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? And so, and that goes for every sport. I guarantee you as a person right now playing basketball in a local park better than LeBron James and just doesn't have that same opportunity. And so, that that's kind of always on my mind is I'm not worried about the people I can see. I'm worried about the competitors I can't see. It's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. But you know, until then I'm that guy. That's the song. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. never mind. Next question. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Now, but... You know, Morgan, you know. Okay. So I think you already touched on this. Um, are you starting to feel normal again? Yeah feel better Fin yeah finally um a little should, more pep in your step yeah, compared to the last few episodes yeah that, man I, I we talked about this before uh, off air um the last episode i had no bass in my voice i had no bass in my voice <laughs> 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 my voice sounded so soft because i was so depleted and tired but now i feel great now like uh calories are you know like i said they're slowly moving back up so my energy levels are skyrocketing um, i'm back in the gym my strength is going up and it feels so good because I'm like, dang, I forgot what this feels like to like <laughs> to lift, you know, some good numbers and for it to feel a lot lighter. You know, the way I was struggling with on prep is like just moving like like butter, <laughs> like butter on bread. <laughs> so now I know you're still coming off the high of being the new champ. Mm -hmm. You're on your world what? tour, what? you know, <laughs> but um, do you get. Maybe you're not feeling it now, or maybe you don't get it. But do you get any competition blues later mm, on? No, because um, I know I'm gonna be stepping back on stage, so competition blues is never there. And for me, I'm always kind of like in season. I'm always like training for comp. So if anything, the year goes by too fast, and there's not enough time off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, competition blues don't don't really happen. It's just hard. It's sometimes it's hard to get out of habit 
Um, like when it comes to tracking this stuff, I, you know, I should be a little more lenient with my calories and be like, Oh, you know, it's only a few more carbs. I'm off season anyway. So it's kind of hard to get out of habit because I, I, you're, I'm so strict for so long that I'm like, I'm so, I still kind of get, you know, a little anal about, you know, going over macros where I need to like take a breather and just be like, Hey, you know, it's okay. You know, it's, you know, it's just a few calories here and there, you know, I'm off season. It's fine. So yeah. But as far as blues, like missing the stage no. Okay. And you already answered this. So you're coming back next year. Oh, yeah. You're going to defend the title, right? <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I, they, you know, they say you're never truly the champion unless you defend your title. And there's been a lot of champions in men's physique, but not one has ever defended it. So, yeah. If anybody could do it, I can. You know, and I'm young. A lot of these competitors, man, like no offense to them, but they're they're definitely up there in age, you know, reaching their mid thirties, forties. You know, I'm twenty eight. You know, I'm I'm definitely um a lot more of a younger, high level competitor. And so I have a lot of years. I'm still I'm barely gonna hit my prime. And I'm gonna take full advantage of it. And I think year by year I'm only gonna get better. And so I'm very excited to see how I'm gonna look next year and and I'm gonna just keep bringing a better package year after year. You know, and the record right now for consecutive, consecutive champion is three. And that's with Miss um, Olympia, uh, Nicole. You know, she won three consecutive years in a row. And I'm like, damn. Like, one thing I love. This, you know, I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> one thing I love is that she went after she won her third uh, Olympia. She went backstage. She goes, I'm a legend. I'm a legend. <laughs> and we all and uh, she said it right in front of all the uh, fitness competitors. And we all looked at each other. We go, she, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only person adorable to win, yeah she's the only person to win three consecutive row, uh, wins in a row three olympias it was like she is she's a fucking legend that's amazing i like i don't care what the hell your gender is or what category you do like if you went three olympias in a row that is damn impressive and that is a goal for sure yeah she killed it she's incredible yeah to think that right on those are all the questions I have for you today, sir. So if you guys are ready, we can close well, this I want to know, okay, can, I just want to describe, like, smells, like, what is it like backstage? Like, I just imagine, <laughs> it's like, a lot of tans. Tans, <laughs> yeah, lot of tans and makeup and glitter and, like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the tan, oh, wow. the tan is, like, that's all you smell when you go backstage. Like, what are people talking about? And, like, people are, like, laying down with their feet propped up, like, first, you know, so they don't get... Like smelling? Yeah, or, it's or, like blood flow. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's all just for like blood I flow. I see so much, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, the, the emotions are all different backstage. Um, it differs person to person. Some people are very serious. They keep to themselves. They don't talk. They have their headphones in. And other people, they're just more friendly, kind of walking around, having enjoying the time, enjoying the fact that they, you know, that at the Olympia, they see a lot of people they haven't seen for a long time. And, um, you know, a lot of people, we, we follow, uh, we all follow each other, and we never see each other unless social media. So, you know, the Olympia brings a lot of us together. So... A lot of times back. Sorry, guys. Morgan's phone keeps falling. <laughs> um, so, you know, being at the Olympia is a lot of times where we see where we see each other. Like my, my friend um, Denario from Chicago, you know, the only time I ever see him is from is whenever we compete. And so every time I see him, it's super cool. And um, yeah, I, he actually worked out with me the last two days of the uh, uh, before we hit the stage. And that oh, guy, how fun. that guy's an absolute animal. The fact that he didn't make the podium this year blows my mind. He's, I think he's going to make it next year, though. Um, he, he's a phenomenal athlete. Um, yeah, but one thing I do want to do, I want to give a few shout outs to, um, you know, people who supported me, some of the sponsors, too, that had my back. Um, my main sponsor was uh, Six Pack Meal Preps for for this entire um, Olympia. They paid for like pretty much the entrance fee, which is a, um, a nice chunk of change. Uh, so shout out to them for providing, um, you know, the entry fee and also providing and helping out with my meals. You know, they're an awesome meal prep company, uh, IE based. So if you guys are interested in getting your meals delivered, uh, make sure to hit them up uh, six pack, six, six pack meal preps. And uh, you guys can use the code fluential 10 for a discount. Um, a shout out to wholesale nutrition center, my supplement shop where I also manage and uh, team all max nutrition, who I'm a sponsored athlete with um, uh, threshold gym, they provided um, the uh, my team USA uniform and tan, um, and the recovery lab. They take care of all my of all my recovery needs. They stretch me out. They hit me up with all all the different type of recovery methods to make sure my body's always prime um, and and healthy. So shout out to them for always taking care of me. I've been with them for years since my f- uh, first NBA competition in 2016, and Ernie 
he, he's the man. He's the only dude. I, he's the only guy um, I go to for all my competition. He's super knowledgeable. He's great um, at finding problem areas and fixing me up. Um, yeah. And shout out to Bree, my fiance, supportive, um, great man. So positive. Um, my son, Grayson, my main motivation this year, my why, um, and all my friends and family that support me throughout this entire, um, journey and experience. And, you know, I know you guys are, are still going to have my back for this next one. And, you know, I'm, I'll make you guys proud again. Nice. Yeah. Thank you all. Mic drop. Mic drop. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. And next episode, we are doing a Q&A. So um, we put a post up on the PR Instagram and we asked you guys to send in questions. And so we're actually going to be going through some of those for this next episode. And um, it's going to be a good one. So hope you guys enjoy. And thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.